Hi everyone, I'm Jada Burt and this is In My Tracks. You know that feeling when a song comes on and it's so good that it feels like you're frozen in time? Well, that's what this podcast is all about. Songs that stop me in my tracks. I chat with musicians about their inspiration, process, and challenges. And you discover your new favorite songs. Lauren Elise is a Cincinnati-based singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist who is destined for global stardom. Her latest album, This Is Personal, beautifully captures the ups and downs, or should I say, peaks and valleys, of her life. She puts her heart and soul into vulnerable lyrics and sings with so much passion. Her music takes me back to the days where I sat in the back seat of my parents' car jamming out to soul tunes, and I am so excited to add her songs to the rotation. Let's get trackin'. Hello and welcome to In My Tracks. Today I'm talking to Lauren Elise. Will you please introduce yourself? How are you? I'm well. I'm well. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm Lauren Elise, a singer and songwriter, but so much more. <laughs> I hate labels. Yes, so do I. I think we have enough. We have enough in this society Absolutely. and we should just break them all. So how did you get into making music? Oh my gosh. Oh man. Mm-mm-mm. I love that question. It makes me warm inside. <laughs> Because I really don't know a day without music. Um, I am told I've been singing since I was two years old. Mm-hmm. And I believe it because there's video footage. Um, <laughs> so um, as long as I can remember, music has been a part of me and I've been a part of music. My uh, grandfather, may he rest in peace, uh, was a very uh, prominent minister and uh, musician and vocalist here in the city. Um, my mother grew up in the church. Um, I I kind of sort of did. It's a long story, but I was there and I was singing. <laughs> <laughs> um, my father, ugh, he can't really sing worth a darn, but <laughs> he loves music. I just grew up in a household of music, and I've it's all, such a music is such like a spiritual experience for me for that reason. It is very closely tied to um, my spirituality and how I how I live, how I feel. You know, um, so I mean, I guess. That's how I got into it. I just I was just born into it. I was very much born into music. <laughs> yes, that's a beautiful thing to be born to a family of musicians and people who can just appreciate the art. So, who would you say that you make music for? Since it, Ooh. yeah, because it comes from comes from so many different areas. So, and I'm going to interpret that question, you know, as I interpret it and answer it as such. Um, I make music first and foremost for myself. I, it is very much a way of life. If I don't sing in a day, I don't give a damn if it's just like one line. Something's not right. It's it's how I process and move energy through my being. So I make it for myself first and foremost. It's how I make sense of things. It's how I heal. It's how I get over things. I'm a huge grudge holder. I'll be honest about that. Yes. You know, it's not something I'm proud of per se, but music helps me move forward, right? Mm. Um and so then I would say, secondly, I make music for um, the lovers, honestly. A great deal of what I write about is rooted in and or revolves around love. And when I say love, I don't necessarily mean like a romantic kind of love, mm. though it can apply. I believe life is love. Life is love. That The art of living, the act of living and breathing is a very radical form of love in a spiritual space. I really do believe that. So I make love for the, I'm, love. Ooh, well, that's, <laughs> well <laughs> I guess I just said what I meant. I make love. That's what I do. I'm, 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> I make music for the lovers, baby. And the lovers and the livers. That's it. Yes, that's the way to do it. You said part of the reason you make music is to make sense of things in your life. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things you've had to use music to overcome? Mm-hmm. Oh, what a great question. <sighs> Damn. So much. So, for example, uh, one of the most successful songs of mine um, is Peaks and Valleys. And I began writing Peaks and Valleys. Uh, I was living in New York, and I just found out. I mean, I was living my best life, mind you. Okay, early 20s. Yes. Graduated, moved out to New York on some artist shit. I was living <laughs> my life, baby. And I um, up and got pregnant. I got knocked up. And it was crazy. It was absolutely madness. I can't even hold you. I was appalled at myself. I'm like, I'm really pregnant. This is wild. And oddly enough, of course, it was unplanned. It was not something I planned and or wanted. And that's just being honest, right? I believe mm-hmm. that we got to be transparent, especially mothers. We got to be honest with each other. Yes, absolutely. And with ourselves. Yes. I think society has made this, you know, idea that motherhood is just, oh, butterflies and rainbows, and I'm going to burp my baby and wrap them up, and I'm going to go to Whole Foods. No, yeah. we're in a recession. Times are hard. Mm-hmm. I'm not even shopping at Whole Foods. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? So I, I, what be I'm real. saying is we have to be honest about that experience um, so that we can. It's the same way I use music. Honesty is just, just what it is, like to move forward, right? So back on track with my story. Found that I was knocked up. Just crazy. And um, I was at a crossroads, right? But I I knew that I did not want to abort. And I'm very pro-choice. I'm always, look, you do what you want to do with your, that is your body and your life. Um, but for whatever reason, I, I just, I was, I wanted to have my baby. Yes. And at the time, everyone around me, understandably so. So, okay, I don't, I don't have any judgments for anyone who had an opinion about whatever. I get it. Most of the people around me were very much like, girl, you crazy. You are you, I was. I did not have a strong footing in my career at all. Um, I wasn't doing music full time. I was doing, some, you know, PR marketing kind of stuff, and it was not a good time. And I didn't have a lot of support from friends to carry through with the, with the pregnancy. But there was one person. I always shout him out. My boy, my mentor, homie, Shams. That's his name, Shamrock. He uh, he told me um, his response was. It's all right. We just got to figure out how to pivot. We'll figure it out. He was like, peaks and valleys, low peaks and valleys. And I told him right there. I remember sitting on my bed in Brooklyn. Where was I living? On Wyckoff Ave. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I was like, I'm going to write a song about that. And it took me three years to finish, a little over if I'm being honest, to finish that song. I had the hook like at some point. And I was like, okay. But I, I didn't really finish the song until I came into the studio here, shout out to Gwen mm-hmm. Sam, and recorded it. And um, it is my most successful song to date. Wow. And um, I, say, I tell that whole story to say that that was one of the songs that helped me get through something in life. And it kind of makes sense now that I'm speaking to you about it in retrospect that it took so long to write because that's some real shit to try to get through. Like, really? you unexpected pregnancy, you know, uh, my... Child's father, no shade. Shout out to him. He's he's very present now. But at the time, he was young, too. Like, I'm not doing this. It was a very, it was a fucked up time. Yes. You know, and I don't want to sugarcoat that or paint roses around that. I don't think, I've, I don't think I'm as honest about that as, I, as I'm being right now. Like, it was a fucked up time. I moved home. I was living at home with my parents. It was, but as fucked up as the time it was, it was a beautiful time. I had a beautiful pregnancy. 
You know, it was rocky at the beginning, but I was just at home, big bellied, surrounded by love and writing. It was really, things don't always look the way you think they're going to look. In retrospect, that was an intentional time. I wouldn't have this album. I wouldn't be where I am now. And I still got light years to go to, for my goals. My point is, I, that was an intentional time of planting seeds, quite literally, for me to come through and, and be where I am now. Yeah. So music is that for me. It, it is literally my vehicle through life. I maneuver my way through these peaks and valleys with a pen and a voice. That's mm. it. That's it. Oh, I love that. The fact that you were able to pivot mm. and look at the peaks and valleys, like you said, and take your time to craft a body of work that you're proud of. As you've grown and you've had time away from that period of your life, how would you say that you've changed as an individual who's now a mother and a successful mm. artist? You know what? I'm just trying to figure it out. I can't really verbally explain exactly how I've changed. I know I've changed in many ways. And if I'm going to be honest with you, I know in some ways I've even backtracked and had to look at myself like, oh, girl, you backslide. Let's turn around. Let's move forward. <laughs> even in this conversation right now, in reflecting and speaking on those past experiences, um, I am realizing how I have strayed from some of those things. And I'm grateful for that realization right now because it gives me an opportunity to ascend even higher. You know, I'm seeing myself and hearing myself in this moment as I close my eyes. I'm hearing my inner self speak, and I feel like I haven't heard her speak like this in a while. So I guess if, if I've changed in any way, it's an awareness. I'm becoming more aware of myself, um, and but not in a judgmental way. Like, I'm not even thinking about it right now. You know, I could make some better decisions. <laughs> you know, but also, who's to say? Who's to say they're better decisions? Life is an illusion, you know? Um, and we put all this pressure on it, and we, we make these things up, and, oh, do this and do that, or that's not good. Or, you know, all this shit. Plan, plan. No, fuck all that. It's a canvas. Be an artist. And just fly free. So, I can't speak to how I've changed, but I can speak to how I intend to change. And that is to pour more into that cup. I want to pour more into this cup that is unbound by limitations and expectations from other people. Um, judgments from other people. And I've always been a free bitch like that. But I feel like, you know, the last couple years, I've, I've, I've kind of switched up and I don't like that and then speaking mm -hmm. right now I'm realizing I'm ready to get these wings of flapping again you know yes life amen. is life is a highway I want to know yes. Seriously. <laughs> I'm not gonna quote that song but you get my gist <laughs> yes. you know just being free to live and to create and to be happy and it doesn't have to look the way Instagram says it has to look it doesn't have to look the way your high school professor said you should plan you know whatever <laughs> like it just just be yes yeah, I hear you, because it's it's really hard in our current you know society, our current climate, to quiet the noise mm -hmm. because it comes from all directions, in person, online, you know, in your ears and in, in in your face, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. So, how do you 
How do you combat that as an artist, as a mother, as just a, a person? Mm. Now, part of me wants to respond with my traditional response. You know, I meditate. I journal. Um, I, I really pour into intentional, introspective time. That's that answer, right? And part of mm-hmm. that is true. Like, yeah. But also, no. I am. I don't know. I'm on the move all the time. Yep. I mean, this week has been a shit show. If I'm not at a show, I'm at work or studying or with the baby. It is literally pop, 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 pop. So I just get in where I fit in. Now, I hope to return to that space, right? There was a time where I, I had intentional time carved out like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I don't. I have to get in where I fit in. And um, my intention is to get more intentional about that. But right now, I do those things just when I get the time. And sometimes all I want to do is sit. Sometimes I want to watch reruns of Being Mary Jane. Yes. Sometimes I want to sit in silence and just watch my candle burn and sip some wine. Sometimes I want to nap. Right now in this space that I'm in, I center myself by giving myself what I want. Um, I know that that has to come with a great deal of mindfulness because you just can't just be going. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, you know. But damn it, it's cold outside. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's okay if you just want to cuddle up on your couch and just collect, bring your being back to center, you know. And it don't always look like that. It's not always meditating. And it's not always journaling. Sometimes it's watching a funny movie and laughing your ass off. Sometimes it's literally just laying. Sometimes I just lay on the couch and just look at my ceiling and I just say, thank you, God. Just happy to have a roof over my head. Whatever it looks like. So for me, it varies. But the root of it is sitting with myself. Yes. It's hard to do that. I love sitting yeah. with myself. And I, I get pissed off when I can't. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like yes. when I got to go to work, got to show up to basketball practice for the kid. You know, I get upset. And so now I'm learning not to get upset. Just to take your time. Literally, mm-hmm. take your time. Take it back. Absolutely. And so when I get those moments, that baby sleep, he's, his bed. His bedtime is 8 o'clock p.m. sharp. <laughs> As it should. Okay? <laughs> You've got school in the morning. The mommy needs to sit down and take her time back. Yes. That's it. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. You mentioned things. It's just as simple as sitting with yourself, as you said, I think even self-care has become monetized to where it's like, you need a, you need a face mask. You need Girl, a glass. Buy my $60 journal <laughs> that tells you it's got five bullets, four goals, ten more bullets. for What the hell? Really, though? And, and now that's where you, we need to stop and pull the damn plug. And I've fallen into that shit, too, and I bought that shit. Me, too. Stop it. It's time to stop. <laughs> Me, too. When it starts going that route, you already know. Yes. Because at the end of the day, all those things, they don't really matter, right? Uh, sage, exactly. for example. I love sage. Okay. I love me. I love, I prefer frankincense and myrrh. It's my thing. But none of these things really matter. They don't really have power. They're all symbols for the power in you. Like everything, like words, for example. Words really don't mean shit. It's the meaning we put behind the words. Yeah. They're just guideposts. So going out and going broke on, on these journals and all this stuff for what? If you can't sit with yourself. That's the whole goal. All this shit just trying to get you to get down and sit with yourself. Really? Just sit down. Yes. <laughs> just sit down. Yes. Sit your ass down. Literally. So. And that's what I have to tell myself. <laughs> My mom tells me that. You're moving too fast. You need to sit your ass down. 
But when you really think about it, she's right. It's true. Just sit down. Mm-hmm. It costs nothing. It costs nothing. It's okay if your thoughts are racing. Honestly, with the lives we live, they should. Your 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 brain should be fucking crazy right now. <laughs> and that's why you need to sit down. Yes. Please. Just sit down. Listen to them. Yep, they gonna go. Just observe your thoughts. Eventually, they will subside. Get your ass some rest. Take your time. Do something you love and get back to it. Whatever you're getting back to, you're going to do with more intention and focus anyway. After you sit, sat down with yourself, giving yourself some love, some attention, some time, some rest, some peace. That's that. Really I'm really though. preaching to myself because I was beating myself up today because I've been on the go and I'm off work today. Off work. I'm always, I always got work to do. And that's what I told myself, right? In my head, right. like, well, you always got work to do. You got hella stuff to do today. You should be sitting down. You should be writing music. You need to be getting ready to lead the country. You you need to do, 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 do. And I really just ignored all those thoughts. And I don't know if that was responsible or irresponsible. I'll reflect on that later. I just took my time, went to go see my mom, picked up some mail, went to the thrift, came here, searched around for parking. Yeah, I just wasn't hard on myself today. Yes. And I'm not going to be. No, you shouldn't. I'm tired of being hard on myself. Absolutely. This is a season of ease. As it should be. Yes. Yes. I'm venting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I I love this because you mentioned really, you mentioned really like reclaiming your time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of reclaiming mothers. Reclaiming my time. My time. <laughs> yes. Shout out Shout to out. Miss Maxine Waters. Yes. We love you. Goddess. Yes. But. That's not a thing that women, especially mothers, are rewarded for. No. It's mm-hmm. you have a baby and Girl, who who are you? Like you're you're so and so's mom. Yep. And, and the mom yeah. guilt is real. You hear me? It is heavy. I have I battle it every day. Yeah. I'm battling it right now. Knees just shaking like, oh, I got yeah. so much to do. I still gotta go shopping for my baby this week. And I gotta it's it's real. But I really want to do something about that. And I think the most radical action you could do is through living. Absolutely. I'm going to live opposed to that. I'm not doing that. Because mm-hmm. I don't want my child to see that. I don't, I don't. And that's why I continued with music after I got pregnant. I was very conscious of what I want him to see and what I don't want him to see. And nobody's perfect, you know. Like, sometimes I fall short. Um, but he and I have a very open relationship. We speak to, I'm raising him to be very communicative, to speak about his needs, um, his thoughts, his opinions, his dreams, you know, almost to a fault. So now I got to check him like, okay, you seven, you know, watch your mouth. <laughs> but my point is, I don't want him to see me. That's just not something that I value and God willing that serves him in the long run. But I want him to see his mother happy and joyful and um, showing him that he too can can do what he wants to do. Absolutely. You are, you are no slave to this world, baby. Um, that was that was not the creator's intention at all. I don't believe that. You get out and you live and I really don't care how that looks. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Because We've seen so many examples of mothers giving birth because we, we know it's not the same for the male involved. But we see women giving birth and then just kind of throwing away their dreams. Mm-hmm. And in the, long, in the long run, they're just 
not happy there because the kid is god willing going to reach 18 and and go on about their lives and soar and all you all you're left with is you Mm -hmm. so you see them like get older and they reach like 50 or 60 or you know late 40s i'm just wasn't happy in my career and i'm pivoting which is no shade i don't care what time you do it do what's for you right listen to your passion but i just didn't want that for me i've been doing my passion and it has no let's be very honest it has not paid the way if i would have just went into corporate and did a certain thing no but it's paid in other ways Absolutely. and um it will continue and i can truly say i love what i do when i'm happy and i want that mm-hmm. i want that for me i want that for everybody around me i want that for my child and um that is the goal. That that no, that is the life. I'm living it. And I want him to live that. And what what better way to raise your child up than to demonstrate by action? Yes. My child, he he knows. My mommy sings. <laughs> People cry. <laughs> he's so dramatic. Like, that. but he's he's aware. And I love that for us. I really do. Really? That's the way to do it. And his father's the same. I, um, we both are very. We've always been very goal driven, you know. Um, regardless of how things started out, we were young, you know, um, but we co-parent very well now. And he's a go getter. My son has two great examples, and I and I thank God for that. Regardless of how our personal relationship has has um, ended up, we are still solid friends and great co-parents. And our primary focus is making sure that our child lives a fabulous life and not like fabulous like oh we're gonna drip him all the name brand and we're gonna... no 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 mm-hmm. that's not our definition fabulous and that's no shade some people whatever you love you love you do it we want him to to go go see go do whatever it is if you want to go see gucci go see gucci but if you want to go see paris go see paris and if you want to go see he's a gamer you know you want to go to the cosplay whatever do it i just want him to Feel free. No, not feel. Be free. That's what I want. Yes. Because man, we we already we have enough. We have enough limitations we as do. people. Like we're kind of we're almost bound to a certain lifestyle mm-hmm. just to be able to afford to live. Mm-hmm. So to raise your child that way is a really beautiful thing because it's rare. And he has, you know, two examples. And I'll just talk about you, like an example of someone who is actually like living their dream and working towards it, achieving it, and still being an an amazing role model and mother to your child. I'm trying. (laughs) Yeah. It's not easy, but you're doing it. So you should be proud. Thank you. I am. Some days are harder than others, but I am. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Be proud. But. So, yeah, I see you as an, besides an artist, but a person who is an advocate for for mothers, for mental health, mm-hmm. just for people in general who are actually working towards achieving their dreams. What would you say you want to be known for? Mm. That's a great question. Um, when I was living in New York, Shams and I took a long walk. I mean, I don't even, we, we walked we might have walked all of Brooklyn. It was a long walk. <laughs> I mean, it was sunset by the time we was, it was crazy. And he asked me, you know, what do you want your legacy to be? You know? 
And I told him, and my answer's the same today. When you, when people say Bob Marley, certain things come to mind. You know, so for some people it's marijuana. Okay, cool. But for some people, for most, even if that's a part of your answer, you are bombarded with thoughts and feelings of love, unity, um, uplifting the people, right? And we could do that for a few legends, you know? If you say Beyonce, people are going to say some things. I'm going to say iconic. <laughs> Shout out B. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. I love Beyonce. I'm we upset. love you here. Um, but my point in saying that is, that's the kind of legacy I want. I don't really care what people say when they think of it so long as it is synonymous and rooted in love. I want a legacy of love. Um, I want a legacy of love. That is it. That every everything I did, everything I sang, everything everywhere I went, love was there. It was drenched in love, you know? I don't sing it if I don't feel it. An old head told me that once. Literally looked me in my eyes. He said, if you don't feel it, don't sing it. People are out here doing whatever, and it's no shade. Look, get your bag. I get it. But we all have different callings. I was not called to do that. My voice is not designed to do that. My being is not designed to do that. It's the feel, baby. So if I don't feel it, I'm not. I'm just not singing it. I'm just going to tell you right there. Like, I'm not singing it, or I'm going to change the lyrics. What, I'm going to do what I have to do to deliver the message. And at the end of the day, my message is going to be love. I want you to feel love, um, be inspired to love, be inspired to move in love, uh, forgive in love, uplift in love. Whatever you do, do it in love. That's what I want my legacy to be. Mm. I want you to listen to my music and be like, for some reason, I feel love. Yes. <laughs> Even if I'm talking about heartbreak, I'm like, mm, yeah. But I still want to. I still want to go love. Like, <laughs> I just want people to be like that. That little lover right there. That's what I want. You're doing it. Yeah, you're doing it already. It's really interesting. It's interesting for me to hear that because, you know, it's my first time hearing you say that. So, I can say that you're doing it already Yay. with your music, and you. that's a beautiful message because. As you mentioned, yeah, there there are parts of music today that are just kind of about monetizing it, just mm -hmm. what's going to be the hit. If I sound good, mm -hmm. it's good. If I can get people to listen to it and get my streams up, that's good. So I love the fact that you're moving intentionally and you're actually – thinking about what you want to put out into the world. Absolutely. And, yeah. Sometimes it feels like to my detriment because I don't move I don't move at the pace of music today. And um, you know, I got some some um I got some goals and intentions to do a little different. But also some, in the back of my mind it's like does it really matter? I feel like what you're called to do should you answer that calling? What's it's done. It's done, right? Yeah. And that's just that is that is the kind of artist I am. And I, I heard an interview where Adele spoke similarly. You know, they were asking her about like, oh, when's she gonna do like something on TikTok or something like that? She's <laughs> like, that's not my bag, y'all. Don't look for it. No, um, I don't make music for the TikTok influencers, and that's no shade to you. Y'all do you. I, I make music for a certain demographic, and I just feel comparably. If I don't feel it, I'm not singing it. 
If I don't feel it, I'm not writing about it. And I'm not going to lie about that. Like, I could make a, a, a bubblegum pop track, but it's still going to, I got to feel it. That's just that. Yes. And so even now, what, this December will be two years since I dropped This Is Personal, the album. My most successful project to date. Yeah. And it's still doing things. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. as an independent artist, it, this is a slow long game yes um part of me has felt a way about that like but another part of me feels like no it comes when it comes and i am creating slowly and intentionally um some shit i'm not ready to reflect on and write about yet it's still raw some shit i need to write about expeditiously because i need to get it off my chest that's just what it is so that's kind of how i feel Yeah, I love that. That just desire to really sit with yourself, as you mentioned, like you're doing that. You're sitting with yourself by kind of holding on to what you're not ready to yeah. write and release about and writing about what you are ready to reflect yeah. on in your life. I think a lot of people can learn from that, but I, I know everyone's different. But I, I'm happy to see that That kind of care and attention is still being put into music today. Because, yeah. yeah, you're doing amazing work. It just is what it is. Like, it, it reminds me of where I, where, and it's weird to talk about myself like this, but it's just me observing myself and, and finding comparisons to kind of make me feel better about it. Um, we're just all different, and we're all at different places in our career. I'm not signed to a label. Never been. I've never had that pressure to get it done, get it done. I just don't. Yeah. Um, now, financially, yeah. I should be making some more damn music because <laughs> with that kind of TV placement, more. So, yes, there is an element of a self-check, like, Lauren, okay, come on. But the other part is just like, like I said, like, the great, great things take time. Yes. You know, I didn't make that album super fast. That wasn't a microwave album. That was time and money into that album, okay? Yeah. It's, and it's, a, and I'm damn proud of it. It's a damn good album. Yes, it is. Um, I mean, humbly speaking, I thought the song songwriting was incredible, but also shout out the production quality. Like we 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 put time into that, and I'm putting time into what's next. And I I, I think about you know people I admire like Frank Ocean. You don't we don't hear we hear from Frank Ocean every five to ten years, and every time it's a classic, isn't it? I want to be in that company. I want to be in that company. You know what I mean? So why if if I'm that kind of artist and I you know, shouldn't be hurrying things, then I'm going to take my time. I'm going to pour into it. As you should. As and create should. the way I create. You know, I've never been like a big a big showgirl like that. Like, yes, when I'm on stage, we, it's going down. Okay, <laughs> you know it. If you've been there, y'all know. You know. <laughs> Lauren going to tear that stage down. But when I'm writing, it is a very personal experience. I've never been one to... We're gonna go to the studio. And I'm gonna get everybody in the studio, and we gonna all write together. We're gonna big write. no. I don't like people in my sessions. I'm very strange about it. Um, it gets real weird. I was I recorded something um, here at Gwen Sound uh, a couple months ago, and I cried. I cried three times. I mean, I was, and it was. I, I just, and I had musicians there. I don't care. That's why this is a very intimate space. It's some real shit, and it takes time. You, you, could you imagine, like, just just think about, like, 
that motherfucker that broke your heart. I mean, some shit that like really made your heart drop. You know, I can remember um, like being cheated on. And we say that like being cheated on. No. When you really have been betrayed in an intimate relationship, it snatches your breath away. Like it, you go so hot, it feels cold. I mean, it haunts your dreams. I've dreamt about it. Oh my God. I have, I've had recurring dreams. So you think about that kind of pain and you think about writing it. Into however you, whatever kind of song it is, you think about writing a song and then having to sing it over and over. What? Yeah. And then you're adding elements to it that make it even more emotional. All right, we're going to add some strings. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. What? No. Who's, what? That's where I write from. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to places. Some things are not that sad, but some shit is. So I'm not rushing that for nobody. No, absolutely not. This is not a, this ain't no damn game. (laughs) (laughs) This is real. This is real life. (laughs) So I say that to say I think some of the best art should take time. Because it's coming from a really, really real place. And I'm going to need some therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Some shit. Give me a minute. (laughs) That's it. I'm done rambling about that. No. that's, That's a passion of mine. I love that. I mean, yeah, it it just keeps going back to sitting with yourself, reflecting on your life, reflecting on the things that have happened. But you, instead of just doing that, you're like, I'm going to write a song and I'm going to sing it publicly. I'm going to record it. I'm going to add elements to it Mm. uh, to amplify the emotions. And you keep doing that. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, girl, I'm trying. (laughs) It's it's called authenticity, people. Yep, that's yeah. it. Yep, we love to see it. <laughs> but yeah, you mentioned you tear the stage down. You do. Um, <laughs> yeah, go go see Lauren live. Uh, what is your favorite song to perform? Oh, it's be my tough. favorite original song. Yes, that's a great question. Um, damn! Whoa! Yikes! Okay, um, Cry is a really fun song to perform live. It's fun. There's a whole call and response, and it never ceases to amaze me, um, depending on the sobriety of the audience, <laughs> how that goes. It's it's always a good time, but sometimes it's a better time than others, baby. I mean, they be singing, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, like they are going through it. So I think Cry, Cry is a really fun song to perform. Um, and I think Peaks and Valleys will forever be one of the more um, intriguing songs for me to sing live because of where it takes me emotionally. Um, eventually, with every song, I feel like you get to a place. Yes. Generally. You always get that kind of exception, right? The the song I just recently cut, which may be on the new album or might be a single, we'll see, is called Once You Were. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how I want to move forward with that, but it's a very raw song for me right now. It's not as raw as it was a couple of months ago when I was recording mm-hmm. it, but it is still, it's a raw space. But eventually it won't be this raw. Mm-hmm. And I'll sing it and it'll be fine. I mean, knock on wood. Um... <laughs> Peaks and valleys, comparable. 
you know, I, I cried that first take, you know. I was going through that at the time when I recorded it. Now, Peaks and Valleys, I feel, it, it's, I can't not feel it. It's written in a way, it's always, it hits my gut. At least, especially when I get to the end of it. When you get to the mm-hmm. end of Peaks and Valleys, I'm always just, because I wrote that, it's like the last cry at the end of the song. Like, mm-hmm. oh! <laughs> like, God damn it, I done walked it. I can't be in this valley no more. It's, it's that shout to the heavens like, this is everything I got. My biggest mm-hmm. sacrifice of a note. No, I'm not crying throughout the whole song anymore. But it still gets me. I performed it mm-hmm. recently uh, with the orchestra and it was... Ooh. I cried. I had turned my backup singer and I just I fell into her arms. She was like, you got this, you got this. And for that reason, where it hits me, where it goes, and there's an exchange with the audience, I think, because the song, we all go, we all have peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. We all going through something. And it's a, it's, a, it's a reminder that we all should have that will forever be a, a fun song for me to, a moving song for me to perform. I love that you mentioned the exchange between the audience and yourself because you, we already went into how you use your songs to kind of go through and reflect on how you're feeling and it can still be raw at times. Thinking about Pinks and Valleys and Cry, what would you say is your favorite song that you've released? I know mm-hmm. it's hard, yeah. Damn. Yeah, this is hard. Damn. Um, I don't want to keep you... It's Okay, how about this? How about I like just kind of throw out a few? Peaks and Valleys are always going to be one I mentioned because of... It's just a great song. Yes, it is. <laughs> Humbly speaking, like... And I'm not... I don't... When I say that, like, I look at music very objectively. I'm not saying that, like, oh, it's a great song, I wrote it. I'm saying, like, when I look at a, a song, I don't even judge artists off of them. I fall in love with you based off... I could, I could love an artist just off one song they wrote. Yes. It's the song. The song... Once you write, write the song and it's out there, I feel like the song is its own living entity. And it has nothing to do with you. We just the vessel. Now the song is just, eh, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. The song's a real star. Not you. So Peaks and Valleys is a star. She's a star. Uh, she's a diva. She's she she's Celine Dion. Yes. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about her. And so that's one of my favorite songs because it it lives. It got legs. Like as I say, I just performed it with the orchestra. It was so dramatic. Ooh. I mean, what? What? It's cinematic. I love it. But, you know, Overdose is a song I have on the album. And I love Overdose. It is. It's, it's funky. It's groovy. I love Overdose because of... The inspiration, right? Mm, I feel it now. I uh, I was inspired by Rufus, you know, early Shaka days, you know. It was, I was like, I want some funk. <laughs> oh, we was in their town, and that was a good time. Running around town, it was, it, it was a vibe. And, um, I mean, we can go back to my first project, too. I had a song on my first project called uh, Karma. And I love that song as well because I think it's exceptionally written. It is. She, uh, she, 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 she lives on her own as well. She's, I think she's a star. She's an underdog, Karma. Um, and where I was writing that song from, I that was a a part a a point in my songwriting 
that I want to get back to. That the lyricism in that hoe was crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Also, I have to be careful of what I write because I kind of feel like sometimes these things manifest. I'm like, oh my lord. I'm realizing that. And that's why I'm also taking my time. But I digress. One more song, honorable mention that I got to throw in there is Voodoo, Black Girl Magic. That is another one where I felt like my pen game was off the chain. Wasn't it? Crazy. Because I was sitting there. I, I It was a, a concept for a while. Because it was when that, the phrase Black Girl Magic was first coming into popularity. And I was like, hmm. Black girl magic. You know, I do a lot of reading and a lot of studying. I just like learning new things. And at the time, I was doing a lot of uh, reading surrounding different spiritualities. Um, you know, I was doing digging into Yoruba and um, all these different things. Um, hoodoo, voodoo. Just reading about it. I like to be aware of things. I like awareness. I love healthy conversation. Um, I like to be educated in conversation with people. Um, I know some people think that they should just know what they like and what they believe but what kind of world is that you don't have to believe it to study it i would like to know you know what i'm talking about sitting across somebody who practices something different to me or thinks something different to me you know um i'm not a big fan of narrow-mindedness i just think that's silly but i digress i just got off track a bit my point is i was reading um and i said to myself black girl magic voodoo you know black you take the girl out of your black magic. Some, some people ignorantly mistake voodoo for black magic, and it's not. It is truly a religion that some people follow, and that's their thing. Um, but there's this misconception about it, right? Just like there's a misconception generally about black women and who we are and how we um, live and w- 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 what beauty standards surround us, all this shit. And I said, oh, this is a good kind of complete, like, and <laughs> the idea dawned, and I said, I want to create a song that is an ode to black women that speaks to all these elements. And I believe with a song, like, you don't have to go into detail about all that. I don't need to be in the song like, people misconceive, you know, no. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta, come on. So the title itself speaks to what I was getting at. Yes. And the song itself is an entire, it's a poem. Two black women. Oh my God. Cut your heart out, take your breath away. Oh, yes. And her body? A song. Good God. Oh, it's an honor. What? What? Ooh, I mean, I'm about to listen to that in the car yeah. because I got chills and I wanted that for black women. I thought about my grandma, my sister, my mama, my great grandma. Ooh, rest in peace, Arthel. And I was like, this is for them. I mean, all shades. You know, butterscotch, right down to special edition chocolate. All of these powerful black women in my ancestry and owed to them. Oh, it's beautiful. So Voodoo is definitely up there. Mm-hmm. She an underdog, too. Yes, seriously. It, it's amazing that y- you made space for that in your music because, I don't know, it it's a part of you every Absolutely. single day. Yeah, Absolutely. every single day you're you're you. You're, so I I love that you made space and for that. It's important because you know I felt very proud to be a black woman, and I felt very ashamed to be a black woman. The latter is bullshit. Why? What shame? What? Let's go, diva goddess. And I 
I I just want to do my part to make sure no other black woman feels that way. No black little girls feel that way. Because these babies, oh my God, with this social media and all these things that the children are being exposed to and all these things our inner our inner children are being exposed to. We got grown women feeling bad about themselves because of some shit they saw posted. It's crazy. It's crazy. It is. It's, it's madness. So that was one of my first contributions to that cause, but it will not be the last. I got some mm-hmm. more love poems and love letters for the black women for sure because we deserve. Don't we? Yeah. And that song was just fire. The production, I was like, I want it to be like a tribal like i want it to feel like a a rite of passage like Mm -hmm. this is you are being inducted to black womanism you know like you you should feel proud you should wear this as an honor as a badge everybody don't get to do it everybody's Mm -hmm. not called Yep. Period. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. To my sisters. Okay, I'm done with that. I no. am. But whoo, that's a good one. Yes, and we're grateful. We're grateful that you were called to do that. <sighs> and you you did your thing with that song. Thank so. you, girl. Stream. I'm going to listen to that in the car. Yeah, as you should. Hey, everyone. Hope you're enjoying getting to know Lauren Elise so far. I wanted to take a little break to introduce you to some of her music. This song of hers really stopped me in my tracks. I've had the pleasure of hearing Lauren perform this song live, and let me tell you, she takes it to another level. This is the type of song you lock yourself in your room to belt so you can let out all of those pent-up emotions. I might be telling on myself here, but to me, this is a modern classic. It's a song to be sung and a song to be shared. Here's Cry by Lauren Elise.
time picking a song for you it took me some time to like reach out because I was like I don't know which song I'm gonna pick I had I had a I had a few and I was like oh man well it's just it's just taking time to like wait so I was like you know what I listened to my picks Mm -hmm. and then I was like cry we're we're picking cry cry, (laughs) yes man that's a song It's a song. I listened to it on the way, of course. Loved it. And so I was like, yeah, I need to know more about it. And so I'm really glad and honored that you came here and, you know, we're willing to open up and talk about it. So what did the process of writing and recording it entail? So Cry actually was uh, produced um, initially. Well, uh, let me backtrack. Cry was initially written to a beat by a good homeboy and beat maker by the name of Tony Spokes. Shout out, Tony Spokes. Beat maker, producer, extraordinaire, great guy. He sent me like a pack of tracks and I was writing to him. Still got something to write to him. And in the track, he sampled something and it just couldn't quite get it cleared and it was a whole thing. So we said, wait, let's just do this raw, like band. Brought the band in, cut the track, the rest is history. Um, Prior to that, though, the song itself, um, I was in a situation (laughs) where I was moving on from a person that I really should have been moving on from. I mean, just toxic, bad, bad, bad news. But I moved on and was, you know, with someone else and... I needed to write that out in my system. Like, I kept thinking about that person. I was still trying to get over that person. Mm-hmm. And, like, the first lyric is very... <laughs> the first lyric is... Look, it's real shit. I can't keep thinking about you, babe. <laughs> Not when I got another man laying beside me. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> that took me out. I'm not going to lie I to mean, you. It took me out. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's madness. But that, that when I tell you... That shit was real. I mean, I literally was like, I got to write this out. It was so, it, it's, I mean, hey, I'm just being honest. So that's where that inspiration came from. But, you know, it's got that little old school, that bass line that hit that. Boom, 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 boom. Yes. I mean, it's very like, and I just thought to myself like, ooh, like, old school doo-wop. Like, mm-hmm. and that's how they, they used to sing about that shit back then. Like, Didn't they? My man, you know, it was a whole thing. So I love that song because it gave me an opportunity to explore like an older sound in a reimagined way um, that I love. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love it too. It it really, (laughs) yeah, I was like, 
I listened to it, and I, I, of course, knew you were a modern artist, but I was like, wait a minute, when did this come out? You did right. it. You did that. Yay! Like it, it, It's a modern song, and you're. it's not on the nose. It's not like, oh, okay, she's in her 60s. Yeah. No. Like, yeah. You, you did that. that. Yeah. It, oh, it's, it's such a scary song, you. too. Yeah, it's I you. I forgot the first lyric. I said, <laughs> I said, if he only knew what... I'm still in love with you. What? All them things that we do. What? I just want them with you. It's a well-written song, bro. That's Isn't it. it? That shit got legs. I was like, goodness gracious. The songwriting. The Ooh, production. I want to go songwrite right now. I'm so fueled up. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you've got it. You've got it. So I receive that. Yes. Yeah, receive it. Feel proud because it's there. What did you learn about yourself while working on the song? Because, you know, as we mentioned before you use it as a way to reflect on mm-hmm. how you're feeling um so once i wrote conceptually right once um at least in regard to the story i should say once i wrote it i was done with it i needed to get that off my chest i truly believe once i if something's really if i'm really heartbroken about something going through something or feel a way about it once i write it it's out of me mm-hmm. and i'm like oh okay i'm good because part of me, now I got a hit. Yes. All right. I shall heal. But beyond that, I think what I walked away from with Cry um, was just a, a a different kind of confidence in my songwriting ability, right? Because it was a, it was a different style of a song for me. Um, and to be able to tell that story in that way was very cool. Um, it also kind of opened my eyes to... Uh, my vocal range and ability, you know, that's Lauren at least on the lead and BGV. You know, I got this mm-hmm. uh, out of my knot named my deeper voice, uh, Mike. When I go down for the teardrops all over my, <laughs> <laughs> so that um, in writing the song, I was able to. I remember cutting the demo. I actually was. I remember I was sick actually when I was um, cutting the demo at home, and. There is a note in the song. Um, what is it? Oh, oh. And no one to touch me. Now, on the album, I say, the way that you touch me, baby. Because that's where it evolved to. Mm-hmm. But when I cut the demo, I said, the way that you touch me. And I know this sounds very small, but like, the way that you I had to go bah, 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 and go to a head voice real quick. Yes. I kind of regret not doing that on the album. I might do like a stripped version to do that. It was such, it was actually when I was cutting the demo, I remember sitting, I went and go listen, I listened to like some Whitney Houston references of how she would do certain notes coming in and out of certain voices. And I remember cutting the demo. It took me a few takes to try to get it. And once I got it, it was nasty. Right. And so while it didn't make the album, that songwriting process for Cry reminded me of my ability. You know, I was able to do some some very fun and dope things, um, not just lyrically, but vocally and um, harmonically that I'm very proud of and I keep in my back pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you should. I. It's great to hear that you were able to learn about yourself while you created mm-hmm. a song, a song like Cry. Not only the lyrics, but your like vocal range. How would you say you've changed since releasing it? 
Mm. That's a good question. Um, I guess it's the same answer, honestly. This um, higher level of awareness and confidence, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a good song. Yeah. I'm proud of it. Isn't it? And um, if anything, I'm just eager to do more and do better. Love that. Love that. So the story behind this song just, it makes me laugh. It takes me out. But I could hear it in the lyrics. And I was like, oh, my God. this The song goes off. But I love the fact that it's it's actually a living entity. Like it makes, I am enjoying what I'm hearing, but I'm also laughing because it's funny. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, oh, I keep thinking about you, but I've got somebody else I'm next to me. Like <laughs> it, it, it is hilarious. I I just I really like the way you were real with mm-hmm. your your songwriting. Like this is this is this is how I'm feeling. Love it. And that, I think that is that's something that I love about music, right? Um and something that I personally think has gotten a little lost in music. These themes, right? Um cry is very much about being with someone while you're in love with somebody else. When SZA dropped um, Control, the album, she had uh, one of her singles was Weekend. Think I got people, and people went crazy. <laughs> they were so there were there was a group of people who were like there was this whole uh, you know group that was just pissed. Like that's a that's a fucked up message. Um, who wants to be the Weekend chick, whatever? And I said Bravo, SZA. People should, some people some people are gonna be pissed. Some people are gonna laugh. Some people are gonna be like are gonna feel it because they've been a weekend chick. We should not be singing about the same things. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like a lot of the songs that are on the radio, different artists, they're talking about the same shit. Let's just be very honest. Yeah. Every song is the same content. All y'all albums sound the same. I just wanna I just I just wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna, I don't wanna I'm gonna do the drugs. Next song, um, smoking with you. Uh, there's no storytelling, right? There are a whole bunch of phrases about smoking and fucking. Mm-hmm. Some of those songs I enjoy. I'm not judging it. I'm just saying we should not be listening to the same songs. What happened to themes? What happened to story? What happened to these creative entities? Rihanna on her um, "Good Girl Gone Bad," I believe it was "Good Girl Gone Bad" uh, album, had a song called "Breaking Dishes." I'm breaking dishes up in here all night. Uh-huh. I ain't gon' st- I'ma fight a man tonight. Shit was flame. One of her best songs, if you ask me. Yeah. It's a very themed song. What happened to that? It doesn't have to. Every song does not have to be this chill, just floppy disc-ass theme. Mm-hmm. Like, just talking crazy. Let's... Create, give me a timepiece. Give me a little 60s baseline. Right. Or give me some heavy rock, bad choices. <laughs> give me, take me places. Take me places. Do not keep me in one place on your album. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. Yeah, we're tired. That's how I feel about it. I'm right there with you. Yeah. I think we've had enough uh, as the public it, listeners. I, I'm very done with it. I'm just done with it. Now, it's one thing if you got one of them. Cool. I feel like, yeah. But I don't, that's just not me. And if that's the kind of music you want, you're not turning on my, my album. Now, I can give you a nice little single that'll, that'll mesh in with that. That's fine. 
But that's just not the kind of songwriter I am. I am a creative. I want to, I'm going to listen to some different shit. I'm like, oh, I want this song to feel like I'm sitting by the ocean and I'm about to like write a list of everything I want to release and I just burn it and put the ashes in the ocean. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, you know, I, okay, and that's that. Ooh, this song, I, I want to key somebody's car. I'm pissed. Let's make let's 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 make a rage filled song. Beyonce, Lemonade. Beyonce gave us what's my song with Jack? Don't hurt yourself. I I said this is what I'm talking about, Beyonce. Give me, give me. I want oomph. Really? She gave us Don't Hurt Yourself and Hole Up on the same album. That's the kind of writer I am. That's the kind of artist I am. It is. That's what I want. Period. It is. That's what we need. That's how you exist as an authentic, in real person. Because honestly, you're not feeling chill all the time. Mm-mm. So why is all of your music chill? Why is and God it willing, you're not like... smoking and drinking all the time. Like I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> and even if you are, fine. But please express it with some different melodies. I am so tired of hearing the same kind of track. We're tired. But like, no. come on. So, yeah, thank you for, <laughs> I mean, doing something different. My pleasure. Yes. We appreciate it, and I hope <laughs> I hope others take note. Because <laughs> as the public, as listeners, as artists, I think we're all tired. We need something new. <laughs> Don't we? Because, you know, we, we keep listening to the same albums over and over again. And that's <laughs> fine, but I would like some new stuff, too. Mm-hmm. But we've got your music to listen to. Yay. (laughs) All right. So I've had so much fun talking to you today and going into topics that I had no idea that we would cover. But so blessed to have this conversation with you. Thank you. Yeah. So if you could speak to your younger self, what would you Mm. say? Oh, I love this question. I would tell my younger self today, right? This this would very likely change tomorrow. Who knows? But right now, after our conversation sitting here, I would tell my younger self, you're that girl. <laughs> I would literally tell her, Lauren, oh, baby, Lauren, listen, you got it. You got this and you have it. You're that girl. Don't do anything differently right now. Just do you. Do you. Sing more. Sing more now. Sing more now. Sing more now. Now. Sing more now. Sing more. Sing. Sing. Yeah. I was a very shy kid. You're telling me. Um, I was bullied in school. I was a very pretty girl. Little baby Lauren. I mean, she was gorgeous, and she had very long hair, and she was sweet. My parents raised some very sweet kids, you know. Um, But that comes with its own curses. And uh, I, music, I just, I always loved to sing. That's one thing that was for sure. With school plays and stuff, I was on stage. I love to sing. And there were times where I wanted to shrink myself because I didn't want people to pick on me or, you know, 
the things that some of the popular kids were into, I wasn't into. So I found myself sometimes trying to pretend like I was. Or It was very easy for me to get around the wrong group, and it never worked out. So I would just tell myself, like, you got this. Just be you. You don't have to. No, just keep singing. Sing more. Do you. Well, you know, at home, I write poetry. That's how my love for songwriting came. I, I was writing poetry. Mm-hmm. I love poetry. I would just tell myself, do more of everything you love. Anytime that I wasted as a kid trying to do what other people liked, I'd be like, Lauren, get, get over there in the poetry section. Go sing. <laughs> I would just be like, do more of you because it's going to pay off. There is nothing wrong with doing you. I don't give a damn what nobody else is doing. Just do you. You can be friends. Y'all can all still be cool. You just all do your own thing. Mm-hmm. Believe what you're going to believe. I don't have to be friends with people who believe the same things as me. I mean, you know, I'm sure at some point it might be a, you know, whatever. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But as long as you got a good heart and you can respect my beliefs, I can respect yours. We Gucci. So... I would just really tell myself that. And I think I would just kind of hold my, my own hand, like, and just give her some love, you know. Not that I, I was very well loved as a kid. Just, like, I just had a lot going on up here, you know. Yes. And I just, I would want me to feel better about myself. Because of some of the negative attention I got, you know, just being, like, cute and smart, mm-hmm. I feel like I really beat up on myself a lot as a kid, like, you know, I, I couldn't wait to cut my hair. And now I'm growing it back. It's like mm-hmm. I'm going back in reverse. It's like, oh. like no, no. Step into all your beauty, whether it is the standard or not. Just be beautiful, be happy, and sing, little girl. Yeah, mm. that's what I tell myself. Oh, I love that so much. Like, I would just tell myself, I like me. You know? Like, I really believe... Like, as a kid, like, I didn't like myself a lot, but not because of me. And that's really fucked up. It's really sucky. You know? And I, and I, as an adult, I'm 31 years old. I'm still healing some of those wounds. I have to do affirmations and talk to myself like, Lauren, I like you. I love you. You're a bad bitch. I don't care what anybody has to say about it. As long as I like me, that's it. As long as I like the song, that's it. And I just want, that's what little her needed to hear. Beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) I I relate so deeply to what you said. My goodness. That that was healing for even me. So I'm so glad you shared that. I really went inside on that one, girl. Thanks for that question. I did. I had to close my eyes. I know. I was like, oh, my gosh, you're hitting me. (laughs) You're hitting me. But that was beautiful. I love that you're turning all of the hate and disrespect you received as a child. And you're turning it into something positive and something beautiful, really, that you're not only doing for yourself, but in turn, sharing with the world and sharing with your child. I, I love it. Because it's never really about you. The way people, you know, the kid, kids, especially kids, like you think back when, you, when you're when you a kid and you're surrounded by kids, you know, the bully isn't bullying you because of you. They're bullying you because of themselves. They don't like themselves. Mm-hmm. Or they're coming from a household that's 
that's not full of love, yeah. you know? And so you're really taking on, when when you internalize that shit, you're taking on somebody else's demons. I'm just not doing that anymore. And it's fucked up when children have to. Yes. It's really fucked up when children have to because you're not equipped. You're a kid. You don't know shit. You ain't learned a damn thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you know, a lot of us come from households where our, our parents are always working. You know, there's certain attention that could have been paid in, in those ways. Parents kind of dismiss it. like, oh, they're just jealous. Okay, thanks for telling me that, but what do I do? You know, as a kid, you're not really like, oh, they just jealous. It's like, yeah, they jealous, but okay, what can I do to stop this? Yeah. And you beat yourself up. Mm-hmm. And you dim your own light. And you you try to do things to fall in line with the sheep. And it's it's not that's not a good practice. It's not a good look, Luna. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> it's not. So I I implore, if you have children, talk to your children a little more intentionally. And I'm speaking to myself, too, because sometimes my child will ramble. I'm like, get to the point, eat. But no, listen to your kids. Let them get it out. And um, be there for them. And not just your literal kids, your inner child. Mm. Be there for your inner child. Listen to your inner child and and give yourself what you needed then because you still need it now. Yeah. No more shrinking. No more mm-hmm. dimming your light. Love it. Period. Yeah. Shine, baby. So what's next for you? You'll have to wait around and see. Ooh. Yeah. I started, uh, my brain just started racing just now. Like, what am I going to say? What is next? A lot is next. Know that there will be more me more music and more whatever else I decide to birth Mm -hmm. I'm in a really interesting time right now I'm doing a lot of studying for some other ways I want to pivot and contribute to the world um I am doing a lot of writing yes about to be far (laughs) and I'm doing a lot of I'm having a lot of me time me myself and Eon that's my little one's name Uh it's just us um and what comes of that will come of that. And I hope that when it comes, it falls upon fertile ground in everyone's heart that it touches. Absolutely. Love that. We're definitely excited for whatever you have for us. So thank you. Thank you. Yes. Where can people find you online? Everywhere. Um, I, I, you know, I need to figure out how to edit that Google. Because when you Google Lorna Lee's, there's some old images that pop up. I'm like, I don't even look like that. But I digress. <laughs> um, LaurenElise.com is the source, the number one source for all of your Lauren Elise needs. <laughs> Merch, um, socials, content, booking. <laughs> if you'd like to book the girl, that's where you should go. Um, I'm on Instagram, at Lauren Elise, Twitter, at Lauren Elise, Facebook, at Lauren Elise. It's Lauren Elise across all platforms. So I'm really easy to find. Come find me. Yes, come find her. Streamer music. Buyer music, buyer Spotify, merch. Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music, yes. Tidal. Wherever, whatever you got, I'm on it. <laughs> yes. And go to her shows. So, yeah, thank you again so much for being on. I had a wonderful time talking to you. I had no way of knowing that our conversation would have been so deep, but I got so much from it as well. So, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to In My Tracks. The show was created and produced by me, your host and friend, Jada Bird. And shout out to Play Audio Agency for producing, recording, and editing the show. And for composing the original theme music you are currently jamming out to. It is truly a labor of love, and I hope you enjoy it. To continue the fun, follow In My Tracks Pod on all social channels. Don't forget to use hashtag InMyTracksPod to share the songs that stop you in your tracks. Looking to discover even more awesome music? 
Follow In My Tracks Pod on Spotify for weekly playlists. And please remember to follow the show so you don't miss an episode. And leave a review if you're enjoying it. See you next time.